Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. From AccuWeather.com, this is Everything Under the Sun, our weekly podcast with stories about the weather and climate. And we welcome you into our eighth special episode, focusing specifically on COVID-19 and how weather and climate are influencing our response and preparations as we continue to fight the virus, specifically in the United States, with an eye to the world. Since we last talk, and as we turn on the news every day, we've been hearing and seeing less about the weather's impact on the virus itself and more and more about the virus's impact on the quality of people's lives. From a health and well-being standpoint, surely, but also economically and socially as well. Dire warnings are out every day about how long these lockdowns must last, with the city of Los Angeles extending theirs through the end of July. Meanwhile, frustrations continue to boil over and are producing now even more episodes of defiance to those stay-at-home orders, while individuals and businesses are beginning to challenge some of those orders through the courts and having success. Experts continue to weigh in on the impending dangers of, in their opinion, restarting normalcy too soon, while others say we are creating more problems by keeping the country only partially open for business as the record number of unemployment requests grows with every report. Meanwhile, the weather hasn't been taking it easy on us either. The polar vortex and some of the coldest air we've ever seen in early May to parts of the Great Lakes in the Northeast. That sizzling heat that we had in the Southwest finally relaxed, but the new battleground for the fight against that late spring warmth and that cold chill that doesn't want to let go from the North will be right in the middle of the country up into the Northeast here over the next week. For myself and other broadcast meteorologists, the last couple of months have been a struggle just as it has been, I'm sure, for everyone else. While most of us are working from home, we're not only having to deal with those difficulties, especially technologically in a live broadcast world, but then we also have to balance what our message is, how we know people are eager to get outside when it's going to be nice, and when it's not going to be their frustrations. We'll start this week's conversation with Adam Joseph, a household name in the Philadelphia television market, a member of 6ABC Action News AccuWeather team, Adam combines his amazing weather knowledge and storytelling ability with his viewers, giving them the latest forecast in an entertaining and informative way. We'll talk to Adam about the challenges of working at home, communicating the weather in this unusual time, and the amazing stories that he tells, including his daily At Home with Adam broadcast featuring his amazing kids every morning. Adam loves gardening. I love gardening. And it seems like as we deal with coronavirus, more and more people are loving to garden as well. After our chat with Adam, we'll talk to our very own Brian May, who not only helps us coordinate and run our audio broadcasting division here at AccuWeather, but also runs his own commercial landscaping business as well. Brian stops by with some advice for us all, whether you're a first-timer 
or a veteran planter. And finally, we'll do our weekly check-in with licensed psychologist and author Dr. Eric Fisher, growing defiance, seemingly never-ending extensions onto just how long before we get back to normal. For some of us, it's getting harder to take. And while, yes, we are one day closer, it's less and less clear what and when we are getting closer to. Dr. E will give us some help. All of that and more coming up on Everything Under the Sun. So now let's head to the Delaware Valley. Before arriving at ABC6 WPVI in Philadelphia, Adam Joseph graduated from Linden State College in 2000, where he was heavily involved in their broadcast meteorology program. And after stops in Clarksburg and Charleston, Huntington, West Virginia TV markets, he landed at WPVI in 2005, becoming the station's weekend meteorologist. And in the last 15 years has become one of the most recognizable names and faces in that Philadelphia market, and more recently, even across the country, with appearances filling in for Ginger Z on ABC's Good Morning America. I had a chance to sit down for a few minutes with Adam to talk about our shared experiences as broadcast meteorologists over the last few weeks. Adam, I've been looking forward to this interview for a while. You and I actually share a lot in common. First of all, if you know my background, I grew up in Lancaster, so I... Grew up yeah. with six ABC. Jim well, O'Brien was my guy. All right. And wow. that's he and Elliot and Joe Sobel and yeah. Joel Myers and Evan Myers, all of that AccuWeather kind of brand and how it just kind of uh, solidified in the, in the Philadelphia market. And then, of course, I came up to school to Penn State and came away from Lancaster, but was, you know, I got to catch your act as you started to get involved. And I said to myself, man, he reminds me a lot like me. Someone who you went to Linden State, you are yeah. a meteorologist, but you're also an amazing communicator. Thank you. That, I think that shows that desire to communicate the weather, but also educate at the same time. It's a tough line that we do as broadcast meteorologists sometimes because a lot of uh, very complicated things that we got to kind of break down for folks and give them the the end result and the big impact and how their lives are going to be an impact. And I think uh, those that can do it like you can do it are, are certainly very popular and, and certainly that bears out. So I've been and really wanted to talk to you about that, especially, Adam, as we look right now in terms of the way we are communicating the weather, which I think is now more important than ever mm-hmm. during this uh, COVID-19 situation. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, First of all, how are you and your husband and your family doing? Everybody's good health-wise? We're healthy, you know, and again, that's probably the biggest takeaway right now with this is trying to keep everyone's health. You know, you worry about the kids, you worry about yourself, but you know, we're taking this seriously and I'm blessed that with 6ABC, I, I do have the capability of doing the forecasting, you know, behind the scenes and broadcasting on the air from my basement in my home, you know, so we are not leaving the house unless we need to maybe every couple of weeks to get some food, but we're home and we're taking this seriously. And you brought up a couple good points here. First off, Weather's been in my blood since I was a little kid, probably like you. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, five years <laughs> old. Out in the, you know, mom yelling at you, come in, don't get oh, hit by get lightning. Get in the yeah. house. Yeah, it's lightning and thundering. And I'd be sitting in a plastic chair in the middle of the, you know, on the lawn looking up at it. You know, so it's when you're talking about communication and thank you for the compliment of saying that I educate while communicating. Because I think that's a really big part. A lot I of scientists, they're so, they're so smart that sometimes they don't know how to communicate it, you know, to the general public when, you know, these, these real sciencey type people who are behind the scenes or, 
they have sometimes have a hard time putting in people terms. We get frustrated, I think, sometimes because we yeah. know this stuff inside and out. Exactly. And it just comes natural to us. And then somebody looks like, well, it was sunny five minutes ago. Why is it all of a sudden looking cloudy? I don't understand. It's hard sometimes right. to explain the science, right? It is, you know, and as a kid, I, I grew up outside of Boston, you know, and it's very familiar to Philadelphia when you get those rain snow lines in the winter. When I was a kid, I'm like, it's snowing right now. It's so cold. Why is it changing to rain? And it's, you know, or freezing right. And I, I, as a kid, I didn't understand it. But now as a meteorologist and an adult and a communicator, you know, it's things like that where I want to bring in the science and use those big terms and terminology that we've learned. But you have to, at the same time, rope it into the people terms that they can understand easily and quickly because we don't have a long time on air to explain things. So I have to think about rapidly explaining these things so people can understand, but also can learn and educate. And I get that a lot on social media is that people saying, you know, you really know how to educate us. And I learn so much just by watching your broadcast. And I'm one of those, I don't like to spend my three minutes just throwing out numbers and showing a satellite and radar. And I use every second of those three minutes or 2.30 or whatever it is I get to make sure that I'm not only telling a story, but someone could walk away and being like, wow, I learned something today from him. In information relatability. I mean, you're yes. trying to be right uh, and impact. What, what's the impact? What should be the main takeaway for people? Take your umbrella this afternoon. You'll mm-hmm. sweat tomorrow and be ready right. for a rainy Saturday. You know, just yes. the three main points, but then make it interesting around it. Now, this is last six, I'm in now working from home myself for eight weeks. Uh, AccuWeather is very yeah. uh, on the cutting edge of uh, social distancing and my That's partner great. traveled. And so we, right away, I was one of the first people that couldn't get in, built my home studio. I'm sitting in it just like you are <laughs> and it looks pretty yeah. cool. I'm, but we're making it work, right, Adam? But what's we been are. difficult you for know, me yeah. is trying to kind of balance that okay, when it's really nice not to almost encourage people to go outside. I mean, it's, it's been a delicate balance. And then you, get, you don't yes. want it to sound too depressed when the weather's keeping you inside. How have you been doing that, keeping that even keel? Yeah, it's hard. You're right. There is a balance of being in the mindset of not encouraging people to go out. So what I've been doing when we have nice days, and there really hasn't been, Many of them here. Yes, brother. I know. I know. Is, Trust know, me. I, a, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been having to tell people about this stuff for two, three, oh four weeks, gosh. and it's been awful. Right? Just, it's horrible. I mean, but you know what? It's horrible. It's a blessing and a curse in the same disguise. I mean, maybe. I mean, you could look at this as so many different ways, but maybe there's a reason why it's been so bad. You know, during this period of time recently, and it's not encouraged people to go out that much. We did have that one nice weekend where a lot of people went out. But whenever there is nice weather, I always, always say, if you're going to go outside, make sure you practice, you know, social distancing. If you want to get some exercise or walk the neighborhood, I said, you know, a a lot of times I'll say, you know, if you want to get out in your yard or in your neighborhood, and I stress kind of those terminology, not encouraging people to go further than that. I I don't throw it down their throats, so to speak. I kind of just simply say it during the forecast and let them take yeah. away from that. But at least in my mindset, I, I said my piece by saying stay close to home, but you can go out in your yard, you know, or neighborhood. I think that same way. And then I try to maybe even, I always like to give the listener, the viewer, the benefit of the doubt that they're going to use their best information and best judgment. I mean, there's only True. so much that I can do. Right. 
in right. telling them. Yeah. Do you find yeah. in broadcast meteorology it's better to under-promise and over-deliver in the end? Or I try to find that here when we've been in such bad weather a little bit that, you know, there are days, and especially in this pattern where, you know, six hours of the day, light hours are beautiful, and then six hours are going to be pretty bad. And you kind of tell people when those good six hours are going to mm-hmm. be. Do you want to maybe slightly under-promise a little bit in terms of in case it gets a little bit nicer? I feel like sometimes that's the better way to go no. in terms of... Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. I'm with you, you know, there. I think people are so... You know, they're getting to the point now of it's not human nature to be stuck this long or being told to do something for this long. We, you know, we are, we're communicators. We, we like to talk. We like to touch. We like to hug. We like to visit. We like to, you know, do all those sort of things. So I think at this point, like a couple of months in, I think people who are, have been taking it serious, maybe starting to let their guard down just because of human nature may start to do things that they wouldn't have done in the first week, two weeks, three weeks of this. So I think you have to, again, rope it back in that, you know, we are still where we were at week one or week two at this point. If there is these opportunities for them to get outside, even if it's a small window of time that you just try to reel them closer to home as they're going out further from their homes at this point still. Speaking with Adam Joseph from 6ABC, um, one of our, well, actually original TV partners here at AccuWeather. Mm-hmm. You know, Adam, one of the amazing things that have come out of uh, the COVID-19 situation and with you specifically has been the amazing story time that's uh, developed. <laughs> and it, it's with you and uh, your two little ones, five-year-old Jacob, yep. three-year-old Hannah, Husband Carl drops in on occasion, I guess, yep. too. Um, he does. Yeah. It's been uh, kind of a combination of a workout and stories and oh my gosh, fun, heartwarming stuff and <laughs> the occasional child surprise. You know, kids make some of the best TV, don't they? Oh boy, yeah. One of the first ones, my son had a major meltdown. I was like, what do I do in my head? I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people are watching. What do I do right now? And he's screaming and crying and Carl has to come in and pull one of the kids. It was, it was literally like, gold television you know for some people and people like carl afterwards he's like oh my gosh they're gonna think we have no control over our children uh, but people loved it they know what i because they're, they're loving they're loving the realness that we're seeing of people who Look, we dress up, right. put on great makeup. We we, we look really, we look really good. Yeah. But not everybody looks that good all the time. I mean, no. right? You know, and, and I'm think- fine with letting people into my realness, and that I have so many flaws, and and that's who I am. I'm not. I hate suits. I hate ties. This is one side note of this. I love that I have not put on a suit or a tie in two <laughs> months. I'm just not that corporate type of person. I'm just very laid back. Um, T-shirt, jeans, dirty kind of guy, likes to get in the yard, cook and bake and all that sort of stuff. I want people to realize I'm just like them. Our kids are just like them. We're not any uh, more special than anyone else who's watching or listening to me. And the story time started just because I wanted to bring at least 15 minutes every morning for these people, if the moms and the dads and the grandparents out there who are watching their children, that their children can have someone entertain them for 15 minutes. That's how it started, you know, and then it kind of rolled into more, you know, more, I've been doing them for eight weeks now, right. every day at 930 on my Facebook page live. Then it branched into this whole thing on 6abc.com. I have a whole channel now called At Home with Adam. That's in addition to that, where I teach people things I'm cooking. I give them recipes. I show them how to build a 
raised garden bed. I like how our kids make homemade barometers. I made hard homemade barometers with my kids. And, you know, nice. so I've done all these different home projects that is on that channel. And it's, it's, it's all spun out of control. And I'm doing way more work than I've ever done in my life. If I was in the office, I would never get all this work done. And it's really brought, um, I think, joy to people's lives. Have you been finding uh, it difficult to separate work and home at all, though? Because I've been finding um, that difficult at times. I mean, yes, I, at, yeah, I just took a couple too. of days off and it really was good, right? Even oh, though you couldn't I haven't taken anywhere. one day off yet. Well, you need to. I really should. All right, that's my <laughs> advice to you. Take at least one or two. Yeah, so Carl to cook dinner for you a couple of nights and just. Oh gosh, uh, that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but although I, I don't know if I'd be living the next day, but no, no there you go. We're not casting aspersions to Carl's cooking, but <laughs> yeah, it's just this is all about balance right now. I think for all yeah. of us, you know, here here's the good news: as as you and I look at the forecast here, we're oh, finally finally get out of this. Uh, I mean, deficit situation in the Northeast and the Great Lakes. It looks yeah. like the, the pattern finally flips and gets into a longer stretches of warm weather. May get a little rocky in June looking at some of the longer yeah, and stuff. Yeah. There may be some, but overall, I think we're going to get out of the woods here. And that's certainly going to be much easier to talk about for you and me over the next couple of weeks. Are you a gardener, by the way? By Very chance? much. Yeah. And okay. um, I, have you been having I, four terrible times? Time. Putting buckets and blankets and of my Burlap. peonies and everything. Burlap. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm so tired of it. Yeah, me too. It is. It's tiring, especially because everything. You know, it's like we flipped. We had um, May and March, and now we're having March and May. So. I know it's so bizarre. You know, and people are tired, and they just want. You know, if they're. You know, I, I get it. They want to just be in the yard. They want to like plant. They want you know to have some bright spots in their life, and it feels like right now. Mother Nature threw a bunch of bad weather on us while we're dealing with COVID. But again, when you look at it on the other side, maybe it's been a blessing that the weather's been bad and people have been staying home. Meteorologist has been assisting social distancing for the last several weeks here, especially in the Northeast. Adam, we're yeah. going to uh, take a stop here, but I want to open up uh, another conversation with you on, on a couple of different topics in the future. Yeah. Um, you can catch Adam on 6ABC afternoons and evenings, and you can also see him uh, filling in on Good Morning America. Adam, it's uh, been great to talk to you. I've really appreciated the time. So great to talk to you, Dan, too. Really, really well. I enjoy it. Up next, as Adam and I were talking about, gardening season is coming into full bloom in the Great Lakes in the Northeast. While there has been frustration from gardeners of the changing weather conditions, AccuWeather's Brian May stops by to give us some tips and hints on how to get started growing plants and vegetables Coming up on Everything Under the Sun. Listen to Weather Insider every weekday for a discussion on trending weather news with me, Bernie Reno, and Evan Myers. You'll get detailed insight into major weather events and learn the why behind the weather. Just subscribe to Weather Insider on your favorite podcast platforms today. In the last several weeks, as we dealt with the coronavirus pandemic... Garden centers have been seeing record business. People want to get out. They want to plant things. They want to use their time to spend in the fresh air and making things pretty. And now even growing vegetables and fruit and things to eat are becoming a priority for some in the garden. Let's check in with AccuWeather Operations Manager for our radio services, Brian May, who also owns his own commercial landscaping consulting business about what to do and what to be thinking about as we get head on into gardening season. All right, Brian, it's been um, a difficult few months here in the Northeast uh, to try to figure out the weather pattern. It seemed like 
in the Northeast in some of the zones, uh, what, six and seven. We've had uh, summer or early spring in March, and then it flipped back to winter here over the last couple. And so I think as uh, more and more places in the Great Lakes and the Northeast get into the time when it's time to plant things into the ground, um, we're looking at uh, guidance in terms of how we can get ready here in this late spring period. Um, one of the things that I found uh, important is when you have plants that you want to buy from somewhere, Brian, and put into the ground is to kind of get them transitioned a little bit. I think you call it hardening of the plants. And is that something you could talk about with me here a little bit? Like, what's the best way to do that, uh, especially when we're still in that zone where could get a little chilly here on a few more nights. Yeah, so compost is always a great resource for transitioning new plants into a new bed. So when you're hardening off your plants, do you want to keep them outside a little bit, not before you plant them to get them a little bit used to the cold in some of your plants before you actually put them in the ground this time of year? Is there a safe date? I guess it really depends on zone. I mean, all those things, it, it, things that you need to look up this time of year. Yeah, so you want to pay attention to what zone you're in. For example, here in zone five and six, we are pretty much past the danger of frost or the last frost. So anytime after that is a good time to do your planting. From there, you know, once you once you buy them at the, the greenhouse, whatever greenhouse you use, local preferably, they don't really need any kind of outdoor transitioning. I mean, they're already ready to come up and get started. Well, you know, it's been amazing. I mean, I've been out and about um, here near our AccuWeather headquarters in Pennsylvania, and we're blessed, Brian, because you just said it. Local uh, is good, and we have, I think, just like every square mile, there's a local little greenhouse with uh, folks growing stuff and, and selling it. You know, you look at all that and, and you want to plant it, but there's a lot of preparation that you should be doing right now to the soil, I think, uh, maybe even a week or so before you actually do the planting. Talk about a couple of the big steps that you'd want to be doing here as we go through this late spring period. If you're starting fresh, um, if you are, for example, last, last fall I moved into a new house and I had to create all new flower beds, which was a joy to me, all new landscaping. I, I jot it down on paper what I want it to look like and start from there. So you want to till the soil, obviously. Uh, you want to work in some compost. You can hold off on mulching until you actually buy the plants. Um, you want to do research on what plants will work in that spot. All, almost all plants that you buy will have a tag on them that tell you if they're good for your zone. And you go from there, you want to find out how big it gets, what kind of sun shade conditions it needs. Yeah. And that can vary between plant and not only how much sun, but when they like the sun. I know I've been struggling trying to grow poppies and yeah. uh, oriental poppies, and it's really important for them to get morning sun. They like the morning sun, then they like a little break in the afternoon with the shade. So, Yeah, there's, there's several different conditions. There's plants that like full sun. Obviously, they'll handle sun all day long. Um, I believe they require six hours of sun or more, at least six hours. There's part sun which are plants like iris or spiderwort that need just a 
couple of hours of morning sun, and then they'll take shade the rest of the day. And then there's your full shade plants. Like, for example, everyone knows what a hosta is. Yes. Um, a hosta will do well in nothing but shade. Hosta is also uh, like lily of the valley is good in the, in the spring yeah. for, for shade. Well, and begonias, right, are more sure. shade. So know your light level. Know your soil drainage ability. That's another thing, right? How well does your soil drain? Now, from you tilling it, you should give it some, be able to give it some drainage. But if it's still hard-packed clay underneath that drainage, that could be problematic. Know, know how deep your plant wants to root. So there are several different types of soil. There's the clay, as, as you mentioned. Now, with clay soil, you can amend that. Clay is a really tough soil that sometimes it's hard for roots to work Almost. through. Almost looks like a brick, that kind yeah. of a brown, kind of rusty color. And it's just usually there's, it's all, it's either hard pan or it's mud or nothing in between. So you want to amend that and you can do that. Again, I, I keep talking about the importance of composting. It's always good to work in natural compost into that. But you can also do that um, over time with mulch. Mulch um, holds in moisture into the soil and gradually over time will, will soften that, that lump. And there's also, uh, you know, other types of soil. Obviously, like you talked about, you want it to drain well. One thing you can do is you can um, have your soil tested by your local resources. Um, just give them a sample of it and they can let you know what that soil is, and you can go from there. Uh, and yeah, and that would look at the, the pH situation, how much acidity or alkaline the soil is, and then all the different kinds of nutrients that the plants need. And then you can make judgments on how you fertilize after that, right? Exactly. And you'll find that each plant has a different taste. Um, don't get frustrated with your soil because almost any plant will adapt uh, as you amend the soil as you keep gardening over time the uh, roots will amend to the soil they'll adjust but it, it is better if you get that information ahead of time and then you can make some judgments exactly. and plan and prepare and and you may get better results a little bit quicker you know i've been noticing as as you and i talked offline about here, even in Pennsylvania, where we live, where we've been under some restrictions, not as harsh as others, but one is the greenhouses and the stores and the garden centers have been open because uh, they do count as life-sustaining in most situations. Uh, it is life-sustaining, Brian. It's life-sustaining to my mental picture to be able to go out and, and just get into the garden a little bit and get my fingers dirty and make things pretty. Obviously, you know, folks have so much more time on their hands right now, so they're actually doing things to flower beds near their house that they never even really thought about before because they actually have some time to do it. And then vegetable gardening and fruits and growing things to eat has become something that uh, people are all of a sudden real interested in. Any good tips here in the early uh, planting period, late spring planting period for fruits and vegetables? Yeah, I've been delighted to, I keep hearing the about, you know, greenhouses and, and landscaping companies are going to have their biggest year probably ever because people are at home and they're anxious to find something to do or perhaps it's something they never had time for before when they had to go to work. Now they have a few hours here and there throughout the day. And I think that's great, but I like to caution people as I, I do my clients um, just not to go overboard, especially if you're 
a first-time gardener, you want to keep it really simple because it can become overwhelming, especially if you don't want to get out there in the high heat of July and pull weeds and, and every other task that comes with it. Yeah, I think uh, preparation, understanding, starting off small. Yeah, don't get yourself frustrated. Don't go out. I see some of these carts and how full they are, and you'll wonder yeah. how much of that is really going to going to stick around and, and live. I, I think what you need to do, yeah, start small and then build on your successes, right? Just about anything in life with gardening. Exactly. You know, for example, I have a lot of people that hire me that want continuous color blooms from spring through fall. And if you're a new gardener trying to accomplish that, just pick for each, each bloom time, pick three plants that you like and and just try those at first um, don't go overboard you'll, you'll get completely frustrated and for vegetable gardening um you know keep that simple too because one thing that happens with people i see them them try to do too many crops too many different types of vegetables and then you're you're overboard on on work and here in Pennsylvania, usually by late summer, everybody has so much zucchini that uh, you just yeah. can't keep up and you're sharing it all. So that's uh, <laughs> zucchini and tomatoes are usually uh, exactly. abundant in the break room. Uh, yeah. when we could be in the break room at AccuWeather. Yeah. Brian, it's always great to talk to you. I think we'll be checking in a little bit more, a couple right. more weeks, uh, kind of some more uh, some more traditional stuff like strawberries and and. Uh, those kinds of things, getting ready for that. And it uh, should be a fun time. Enjoy it and see you out in the garden. Uh, sounds good. Thank you. Friends, we definitely hope to bring back Brian soon to talk more about gardening. It is growingly apparent that more and more people will be using their free time to enjoy the sun and the beauty of their gardens in the next couple of months. A reminder that while we update this podcast weekly with new information, there are some great segments in some of our more recent episodes on topics you might be interested in. Especially gardeners and others might want to check out last week's episode. We had an in-depth talk with AccuWeather's Paul Pastelock, our lead long-range forecaster, about the summer forecast from AccuWeather.com. Also in previous episodes, we covered topics like how air pollution and air quality have been affected by COVID-19. And our founder and CEO, Dr. Joe Myers, weighed in on why he thought six feet really isn't enough for effective social distancing, and he talks about the scientific reasons why. You can find everything under the sun wherever podcasts are served up, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Search AccuWeather and find us and check out each episode. Up next, a man who's been on with us since episode two in our special series about COVID-19, giving us timely tips on how to mentally manage life in this global pandemic. Dr. E drops by after this on Everything Under the Sun. Make AccuWeather Daily a part of your daily routine. Enable the flash briefing and say, Alexa, what's my flash briefing? To access this content on Google Assistant, all you have to say is, hey Google, talk to AccuWeather Daily. You'll get the top trending weather story of the day every day. Welcome back to Everything Under the Sun. This is AccuWeather Meteorologist Dean DeVore. Dr. Eric Fisher is a licensed psychologist. He's written books and frequently appears on television, offering perspectives and advice on everyday life, and has over the years taken a keen interest in the relationship between mental health and the weather. And Dr. E joins us once again here on Everything Under the Sun. Dr. E, uh, it has been uh, uh, several weeks now since uh, we've been doing this, and, and, and I'm getting the feeling when I talk to people that, you know, things like 
what day of the week is it? When do I have any fun? What's going on? My schedule's been so disrupted. I'm working from the home that's my office and everything's just jumbled up. You know, it's harder and harder, Dr. E, to get a sense of time, what day of the week it is, and then where we are in the seasons. Not only is the weather not helping, being unseasonably cold in the Northeast and hotter than heck in the Southwest, but then also as we get in the mindset as we approach summer, in our minds, we should be writing for vacations and fun and really much, if not all of the summer, that's in jeopardy, right? So how do we kind of start balancing some of those things? Well, I think there actually is some research that's been done on people losing track of time, even, you know, in days of the week. And, and they wanted to kind of find out why that happens. And often we're looking for temporal reminders. In, in our country, we have hump day, which is Wednesday. You know, we have our Friday, then we have our weekends. In Israel, they did research to try to see how people were tracking the week. And often they would lose track of what day it was in the middle of the week because they only have one day of the Sabbath that they really have also. They have six-day work weeks, essentially. So this is a factor. But also now, I would imagine people are having a hard time remembering that it's May because of the cooler weather and the snow. And now we have, we have Memorial Day two weeks away plus. We have end of school coming when we do have summer coming in, what, six weeks or so. So all these factors we're looking at of being working at home, of not changing our, our scene of our location very often. And then we have to look at all these pieces of how is this affecting our mood, our attitude, our forecast into the future and our outlook for the summer. And even in America, you know, you talk about that difference in work week. I think uh, a lot of America was getting to almost a four day work week. There's, uh, you know, or at least that fifth day was a more of a work from home, kind of a flex day, you know, lighter traffic levels much lower on Fridays than in the big cities and stuff. It's just difficult right now. And then you add to this factor too, like, am I, all right, so I'm in my low 50s meteorologically and age-wise. I'm still a kid and I think of all the things that I'm looking forward to to summer. My partner and I traveled to Cape Cod, spent a week in Provincetown the second week of uh, every July. We've done that for 11 years. I mean, I, I know how I'm feeling, the trepidation about you know, the less likelihood that those kinds of scheduled things are going to happen this summer. And certainly the fall situation, the conversation about whether or not we're going to actually be in person in school. I mean, how do we start talking to our kids when there is so much uncertainty and they have certain expectations as, you know, younger kids, especially some of the older children have expectations about what comes next in their internal calendar. How do we start preparing our kids and ourselves for things that aren't going to come true? Ryan, the key I think you said was preparing ourselves. Often we have to be clear on where we're at and how we're dealing with this before we communicate with our kids. Because sometimes our stress gets communicated to them. and It's okay to feel stressed out. It's okay to say, you know, this may not be like every other summer. This may be a unique situation. And what we want to do is figure out what are the things that we can do? What are the things that we want to plan for? And what will we do if plans still change? Because we don't know a lot right now. We don't know if there may be a second wave, we don't know how, you know, some of these environmental factors may affect the spread of this virus. But also, we have to look for ways that we can take care of ourselves uh, emotionally and socially throughout this thing, because we do have a risk of this impacting people 
kids, adults for some time because this feels so, it could feel so traumatic, but know that, you know, life is what happens when we're making plans. And that's to me what I often tell my daughter. I'm like, we might have all the best plans and intentions in the world and adaptation is how we're going to get through this. When you look at uh, all the things that are going on too right now, one important thing is to keep the idea that everybody's going to have a bad day. And, you know, we've got to kind of work around that a little bit. And those bad days aren't going to all, you know, not everybody's going to have the same bad day. And some of us are going to be in a worse mood than others. I've been finding that for myself. I mean, I go in waves. I can have a, a pretty good stretch. And then it just starts to come at me one or even then extending now into two days where I'm just so frustrated and I'm so bent and I'm so just ready for things to be back to normal. And I just, it just makes me so mad. Um, how do we deal with those waves? Because to me, some of those waves, especially of the negative, are getting longer to me. Right, right. Well, always remember the protective emotions, anger, rage, arrogance, flippancy, defiance, sarcasm, and hatred. They always protect, so they never come first. What I believe people are feeling a lot of right now, they're feeling helpless, they're feeling overwhelmed, they're feeling out of control. And remember, the need for control is always based in fear they're feeling anxious and impatient. So we have all these emotions going on that we we feel result in us feeling weaker and we want to feel strong and we don't want our kids to see us feeling stressed out and weaker or we don't like to show them that we feel that because we want to feel strong. So we want to be able to stop and ask ourselves, what am I feeling underneath the surface? What am I trying to protect? And even tell your kids, you know what? I'm feeling pretty overwhelmed by this situation because I would, I always want to have the answers for you. And on this, I don't have all the answers, but you know what? I'm learning that's okay. I'm learning that we'll get through this together. And I'm learning that I'm seeing what's important in my life and you and my life every day are important, which is why if sometimes my mood bleeds over onto you or affects you, I apologize for that. And if sometimes your mood bleeds over onto me or affects me, then I know that this is temporary, but know that we'll always have each other we'll get through this together. If we have our staycation home this summer, we're going to make the most of it. And we're going to figure out creative ways to make this summer a summer that will be one to remember, not because of how tragic it was, but because of what we did with it when we were making plans. Any uh, new Zen cones that you uh, were thinking about as we looked at today's show? Well, I am going to just, I just picked a card picked a card out of my list of cones and it says, look and see with your own eyes. If you hesitate, you miss the mark forever. And that to me is perfect for what we're talking about. Because if we look at the tragedy and all we do is surround ourselves with the tragedy of this time, the tragedy of, of the lost income, the tragedy of our kids missing all these events, we don't see the moment of the time that we have with them, the time that this sets us out to really look at our priorities, to see what truly is important in life, because every moment is precious. And if we only stay focused on the negative, we're going to miss all the abundance that's around us all the time. Dr. E, the moments we've spent together the last several weeks have been precious to me and our listeners. Thank you so much. My pleasure. We'll see you next week. Friends, if you'd like to follow Dr. E on Twitter, you can do so at DCTRE, shorthand for his nickname, Dr. E. Again, that's on Twitter at DCTRE. 
While the dangers of frost seem to be abating in the Great Lakes in the Northeast after our polar plunge of unseasonably cold air last week, there is another pocket of much cooler than average air that will affect the Great Lakes and Northeast later this weekend and spill into the start of next week. Also over the weekend, it's hard to believe, but we're already watching an area of disturbed weather east of Florida near the Bahamas. And as we go through the upcoming week, the battle zone between cool and warm stalls for a bit, setting rounds of heavy rain from the weekend through the upcoming week from the middle of the country into the Great Lakes. If you want to know the best time to get out into your garden or take the kids out for a walk, keep it locked to AccuWeather.com, your AccuWeather app, and your favorite AccuWeather media partner. For daily coverage of the coronavirus, including updated statistics to the minute, head to AccuWeather.com slash coronavirus. And we certainly thank our guests this week, Adam Joseph, our own Brian May, and Dr. Eric Fisher. We give kudos to our amazing executive producers, Andrew Robb and Ken Prell. Friends, if you'd like to reach out to us to ask a question or offer a story idea, email us at accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com. That's accuweather.podcast at accuweather.com, or you can contact us on our website or Facebook page. Proudly representing the hundreds of accuweather.com team members working hard every day to keep you informed and prepared, I'm meteorologist Dean DeVore. Until we talk next week, please... Stay safe and well. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.